way to find new products that in the market you already know. Um, and then I think product research, where if you're looking at uh, like looking to keep the charts and looking at what was selling last summer uh, and last Christmas, are two things that I'm kind of focusing on um, because I know if it was selling last Christmas, it's going to be selling again this Christmas most likely. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Hey, I'm staying with the no pitch. Uh, I'm not pitching any of the services. I got a bunch of sponsors and a bunch of companies that if you're looking for any services, which you really shouldn't be buying any services right now, but if you are, I have discounts to them and they pay me, so I don't want to hide that. But um, they're out there on the website. Just go check out this episode. But I'm staying with no pitch right now. I want you to focus and put your head down and do the work. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 431, Sean Humancheck. I brought Sean back on. Um, because I, I just think, again, there there has to be optimism out there. You've got to sit back and say, yeah, this sucks. I mean, let's face it. Right now, this is a challenge, you know, especially as people are getting sick and people, I mean, it's just breaking my heart to see some of these stories. It's just heartbreaking. But you can't cower in the corner. You have to push through it. Or I see people who are having huge financial problems because they're up against the wall, you know, and I understand it. You know, um, I, you, if you listen to my show, you heard that our account went under review, you know, that paused for a a day and a half, but it's still, it was the first time that's ever happened to us. So it was like, whoa, that was a wake up, you know, but there are some really good um, information out there. There's some good plans. There's some people doing it right. And I think Sean, Sean gets some really good advice um, in um, this episode and some things I had not thought about, but I, I love, I mean, I want you to really pay attention to product mix and fulfillment mix. Those two four pieces of the formula that you can plan for, you know, and again, fulfillment mix might not be activated until you need it, but based on drip inventory, you can manage that. So the, all these terms, I know I'm just dropping some things, but listen to the episode and we get into exactly what all that means and how it can apply to you. And it's got me thinking about, you know, what we're going to do. So I just think there's some really solid advice um, and it just, just a wonderful person and just a really smart guy who can offer um, some optimism to you. Let's get into the podcast. Hey, welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. Excited for a return guest. Actually, it wasn't that long ago. It was a little more than a year or so ago that we spoke. Um, but I thought I thought uh, it, it's a perfect person to come bring on during these trying times, and I think that's a fair description, trying times, to talk through some rationalization, some reason, and kind of how he's doing it. And I think I think he has something to offer. So welcome back, Sean Humanchuk. Welcome, Sean. Hey Steve, thanks for having me. Um, as always, I love talking to you, and uh, excited to uh, excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you because again, uh, go back to January 2019. You can listen to Sean's episode um, and get some backstory there. But you've really did a great transition in your business from the old RA and all that stuff. Built out wholesale, built out private label. Uh, then took your wholesale to other levels, which I, I'm always impressed with because it's not easy. Back then. This was the phrase, and I told you this in a pre-interview. Create a job you like. Let me ask you how that's working for you right now. It's working great. Um, I mean, I'm still. That's what I want. Positivity. Oh, I love it. A lot of the a lot of the same stuff I was doing uh, a little over a year ago. I'm still doing. But the world's um, imploded, I I... Sean. I I don't think anybody told you the world's. <laughs> Did it. Have you been outside? Have you seen there are, uh, there are 
flying saucers over Philadelphia and New Jersey right now. Uh, there, yeah, there's volcanoes I'm, going on. There's, I'm waiting for the zombies to show up. <laughs> they're know, definitely outside your house circling right now. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, I'm you know, obviously things are a little crazy right now with uh, with the, the COVID-19 and everything that's going on. Um, I'm trying to not panic at all, uh, especially with my business. Um, luckily, I haven't seen too too bad of a hit in sales. I'm not as bad as some people I know. But talk about categories. that a second. But you you said one of your products, and we won't don't out any of them. But one of them you've sold nothing. So you've had a hundred percent reduction in that particular product. But then you because you're in multiple categories, you've been able to see a pretty even. Correct. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's that's pretty. I mean, did were you that smart to know that that's what you should have done? Yeah, I wish. I wish I could take all that credit. No, it just, um, you know, just my my sourcing habits, I guess, kind of um, mm. have brought me into different different categories. And um, luckily, you know, some of them have taken off, and other ones have have been hit, especially with the uh, the new delivery delays. Now, people aren't uh, getting getting prime products for a month now. So, um, you know, some of those products have definitely taken a hit, but like you said, other ones have have kind of filled in that void. Uh, so it evens out, and I think um, I think a lot of sellers uh, I think a lot of sellers are experiencing the same thing. Um, if you're stuck in one category, like like travel, um, and you know, like we we're talking shoes, stuff like that, that that stuff is taking a huge hit right now. But there's definitely categories that are seeing a huge lift. They're, they're um, having the best of their life, right? I mean, if you're in grocery, right. you're having the best year ever. Yeah, I was looking in some Facebook groups uh, earlier, and people were saying it's been like Black Friday for the last week and a half or two weeks. Um, so I'm sure they're they're doing great. But even with that, there comes uh, there comes struggles. You run out of stock, and you're you're struggling to find inventory. And if you're doing RA and OA, I'm sure uh, it's tough to find that stuff at certain stores. And um, certain stores are closed down. It's it's very uh, it, like I said, everything I think is hectic right now for no matter what your business model is, no matter what your uh, product category is. I think everyone is kind of uh, scrambling right now. We, we, when I, uh, I, I just think, though, that product mix, that is such a smart move. You know, as I think going forward, even for our business, um, I have to pay more attention. I, I, you know that we, uh, we got our account went under review, and we got through it. It wasn't even two days. It was down. I mean, it didn't go down. Our stuff stayed live. They held your money, which is interesting. I never had this happen before, but they hold your money. And so within a day, it was released. But I literally thought, you know, hey, we've got to go a different approach. And we went back into grocery, which we haven't done in a long, long time, and added back in. And then we went back to Fulfilled by Merchant. Now, you've been to our warehouse many times. You see we have a lot of shipping. We ship every single day. But adding that back to Amazon was a weird feeling for me. It's like, man, I've, got, I've become so accustomed, so hooked on FBA. I don't even think that way anymore. Like literally everything we buy, it's always like sending it in. That's the only way we look at it. We don't even judge it any other way. Um, will you will you, will you make you know when you're done with all this when when all this cycles through, will that now play into decision making that you make um, whether you should or could uh, survive you know doing fulfilled by merchant products and stuff? Uh, so for sure, I mean, for me, I know a lot of people kind of think fulfilled by merchant is like taking a step back from FBA mm. or it's it's more work than it's worth or uh, things like that. But I mean, as you know, you have clients that do primarily FBM and do awesome. Um, I think it depends on the product number one. And I do think it's, 
it's really good to have uh, some stock on hand in another warehouse or in a storage unit where FBM is a possibility. Um, in case of something like this, you never know. I mean, who who would have thought that Amazon would be shutting down fulfillment centers and have a month-long delivery time for prime products that are normally a day or two delivery time? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think anyone really thought this was going to happen. Um, I sure didn't. And uh, But so now for sure, anything that I, I possibly can, I'm going to try to keep some extra stock on hand, um, you know, just in case something like this happens. Um, I'm definitely going to, I have my, my one private label product that's selling well. I'm, I'm not going to be able to ship any more in because it's not an essential product, but it is seeing a sales lift. So we're definitely going to have to uh, merchant fulfill that for, for the time being. So, it, it, I mean, I want to get back to this. This is, I mean, this is really deep, Sean, right here, thinking about this. The product mix is really important. Those cross categories, right? What would be the categories that no matter what, the zombies are walking the earth, people are going to want? Food and grocery. We all know that. Health and beauty. Toilet paper, for God's sake, right? That would be one of the big categories. We all, we're all going in the toilet paper business, right? But seriously, but then I, I had not thought about this, that fulfillment uh, mix, that's another piece of the formula if you really want to have an even business. Because it's a challenge. I mean, you've been to a warehouse. You know, uh, you know. I laid off two of the guys. You know those guys. You've been here. And so it's a challenge. You know, if we were doing more self-fulfillment, uh, we could have probably absorbed more of that, right? I mean, hmm. I think, I think you know, I'm going to sit back and ponder this for a while. Um, I think those two things have to play into the future of our business um, and it sounds like you're playing into yours. Um, yeah, what, for sure. Well, oh, go ahead. You want to add anything there on top? No, of that? I, I, my, the only thing I was going to touch on there was just it depends on the product, right? Because selling shoes and clothes, you, you can't really compete being merchant fulfilled against Correct. FBA sellers on an everyday, you know, on, on an everyday uh, basis. I mean, right now, you might be able to because of the, the long delay times. But um, again, yeah, I, I really do think it is FBM is really just category specific where it's going to work best and 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 time specific you know based on crazy times like right now you know yeah i don't think anybody is sitting around right now because i think there's still until these checks go out until people get a little bit of security not there's not many people buying shoes so i think it's a good example sure. where right now you can fulfill my merchant all you want to and you're not going to sell the volume right you might sell a few here and there however what i think is going to happen when the economy loosens up when things get back and running Amazon's still going to be behind. They have no, I mean, they're just, this backlog is getting bigger and bigger. I mean, when you look at your, uh, your uh, Amazon uh, page, how many back um, or pending orders do you have? It's enormous. It's more than Q4 for us. Um, I know somebody who mentioned to me the other day, they have over 3,000. Wow. Yeah. And so it's going to take them so long to cycle through that. You actually, those fulfilled by merchant. Uh, shoe sellers might get another boost just before because Amazon's going to keep those long lead times just for a little while. So once the money's free, but I don't think I would want to plan my business around that model. That's not a that's not a good plan for your business. Right, right, right. All right. Well, let's talk about what you're doing differently going forward. I mean, one of the cool things that we talked about, I think, is uh, variations. Um, taking something you already know that you've already had success with, how, how different is that approach um, like going forward? Because you're, you're, you're always out there looking for new products or going to trade shows looking for new products. How, how much of your time is focused on just taking what you're doing and doing it differently, better, or meeting the market as you see the market being evolved? 
Um, I, I think looking for variations, um, it, it, I mean, of products that you're already selling is, is a smart way to go about it. You already know that market. You already know what keywords are successful. Um, you already know what those customers want, uh, especially at a time like this. Right now, I don't know. I would not be – I'm not doing any product research uh, for – For new products. That I wanna, exactly. Not for something that I want to launch next month. I, ha I do have a couple ideas at which we can get into after this, but – I mean, look at your products that are doing well right now and and see how you can grow that brand out as opposed to looking for uh, markets that you're not you you don't have any information off of, especially if you're using a lot of the keyword tools right now are going to be thrown off. Um, you know, they do the estimated keyword search volume. They're all going to be thrown off right now because well, let me the ask you a question. Are, are thrown off. Is, is that because right now it's a perfect proof, proof of concept because you could see the demand is there no matter what's going to happen, the, the, the crap hit the fan, Sean, and that product that you're selling is still in demand. Therefore, now I don't need any charts. That's enough for me? Is that I mean, logical? I mean, not necessarily, just okay. because I, like I'm sure puzzles are going crazy right yeah, now. But fair, you know, <laughs> we, and I'm sure we sold three of them today. Crazy. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure puzzles go crazy. You know, Christmas time and things like that. But year round, I don't know. And uh, I'm sure some puzzles do well. But year round, I don't know if puzzles are going to do well right now. Yeah, because everyone's sitting at home, and uh, you know, they looking for stuff to do with their kids or just bide their time. So I think. I think there, you have, there has to go be more thought into it than it's just than it's selling right now. So people are going to want it all the time, just because, you know, just because uh, it's hard times right now doesn't mean people are going to want that same product in a month or two when things are back to normal. Um, but I do think, you know, like I said, going off those variations is is uh, is a good way to find new products that you, in the market you already know. Um, and then I think product research, where if you're looking at uh, like looking to keep the charts and looking at what was selling last summer uh, and last Christmas are two things that I'm kind of focusing on um, because I know if it was selling last Christmas, it's going to be selling again this Christmas most mm -hmm. likely. Right. Um, right. If I know it was selling last summer, it wasn't selling all winter, so a lot of people weren't weren't finding uh, weren't getting that data in. November, December, January, when they were doing product research, um, but now that summer is approaching, you can look at, you know, what was selling last summer, um, and and really try to take advantage of it, especially because people aren't. I, I think people are not doing. Uh, I think people are scared. They're not doing a whole lot of product research. Right. They're not looking to be buying products right now. A lot of people are in a hold a hold pattern. They're kind of just waiting and seeing what's going to happen with their business, with with the economy. Um, and I think a lot of people are scared. So I think now is it's definitely a time to plan and, and take action. Um, you just have to be definitely more calculated because uh, we don't know how long this is going to last, but we, we know it's going to end. You know, it's not going to be the end of the world. So I would say by next Christmas, if, you know, if you're sourcing products that were selling great last Christmas, um, I think, you know, that that's good data to look at for, for this Christmas, especially when, when everyone is, uh, sitting, sitting on their, you know, sitting on their butts and kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Are you pulling the trigger then on products for Christmas now? I mean, are you spending money? I mean, we were in a pre-call. We talked about money. I mean, that was one of the things we talked about was you know trying to be conservative. You and I both are pretty much cut from the same cloth. There, we're both a little conservative on that. Um, but are you gambling and and buying merchandise for Christmas now? Because now's yeah, the time yeah. to order, right? I mean, it is the time. Yeah, definitely. I already placed one order um, probably like a month ago, so it was a little bit before it got 
super crazy in, in America. Do you regret I mean, that? Uh, no, because okay. no, just because I've you know I, I've seen the trend for the last couple of Christmases. I I you know I can see the the sales data. I know what I sold. Um, so I I was conservative in uh, I I, re I ran out of stock on this particular line last year, um, and I was conservative in increasing the order because I don't you know I, I don't know what the demand is going to be exactly. But um, I ordered uh, you know I, I added ten percent okay. to what I ordered last year, um, and. I'm not really worried about it. Um, you know, we did talk about money, and I, I, I don't place orders that I, that I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay for. You know, I, I don't like to be, have uh, carried debt, and this is something that I've been selling for a couple of years now, so I'm not afraid of uh, afraid of placing those orders. So, are you a conservative entrepreneur? I mean, because that's one of the, you know, I, I'm very, you know, me, I'm risk averse. I mean, it's my nature, but then I'm so much older than you. I'm more than double Sean's age. Kills me. But uh, um, <laughs> it, it's the truth, and I'm just way at that point in my life, but I just don't want that responsibility. Um, you're in that – why are you there? Why aren't you just rolling it all on seven, Sean? Why aren't you just some wild and young guy who just, eh, start over again? I can always start over again. Uh, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I guess it's just my personality. Um, I, I, I feel like I, I take risks, but I definitely um, – try to be calculated in them and, and try to test things before I go, uh, go too crazy. And, and when I take risks, I, I usually have the, uh, the support of someone who has been there before me or, uh, smarter than me, who is kind of behind me telling me that that's a wise risk to take, mm. or at least, you know, a good, a good chance of it being successful. Um, I try not to, I try not to take any risks that'll put me out of business. Um, well, you seem like you know, a genius we, right now, right? Because you're not carrying yeah. any debt, and and there's this crazy situation right now. Everybody's having trouble. Well, I think it was our, our last uh, our last interview. We spoke about the uh, the mishap with Amazon classifying the the one product line as explosives, and and I mean that was almost business crushing. That was almost the decision that uh, that put me out of business. But um, you know, things happen, and like, luckily, I was able to push through it, and we were able to sell through most of that stuff over the last two years. And yeah, um, this year you did incredible with that on all that inventory, but it sat for a year, right? Right, a year so plus. It, it, was, it sat for a year plus, technically. I mean, because you had it and you bought it, um, so it. I mean, it took till this year for you to make back your money on that. Right, right. But I think, um, again, it, it wasn't a risk. I mean, I, I did have sales history on that. They were selling well on Amazon. It was kind of a, a free thing that happened. Um, so it wasn't a huge, you know, to me, it wasn't a huge risk placing that order. Um, and, you know, luckily, I, I made sure that I had the capital to fund that order. And it wouldn't, you know, I knew that even if that all went to zero, it wouldn't have put me out, out of business totally. Yeah, um, that's what know, Dave Ramsey. Don't don't make fatal decisions. The other positive thing there too on that particular product line is you were way more conservative in what you bought this year versus that last year too. You were you bought differently because you had that you had that history, right? I mean, that's kind of a a good learning curve. Painful, but but it's good. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, when you what what are you going to do differently? I was thinking about this um, with you. I mean, there are going to be some opportunities now when when the economy turns and we come out of this. Have you been thinking about? You know, I'm sure you've been thinking about it. There, have you been thinking about products or ideas that you saw now that people need and recognize and maybe 
not capitalize in a negative way to take advantage of people, but just being there to fulfill the products that they need. Have you been thinking about that? Are you talking in terms of like the face masks and hand sanitizers, that type of, those types yeah, of products? Yeah, not, not those, but yes. Um, yes, not those specifically because I, you know, I just think, you know, that's going to be a dumb business for anybody, but, but yeah. it just, so I, I haven't really been looking at anything that's like virus related or that's all of a sudden, um, you know, surged in demand because of what's going on right now, just because, um, I mean, those could be saturated markets in, in a month or two. Mm. Um, but I mean, the one thing I the, the big thing I'm doing is, is trying to um, work on work on what I have in my business right now. Mm. So one of the things I'm doing is is I'm going to all of my suppliers. Uh, I mean, you can do this. I mean, if you're doing RA and OA, you can't really do this. But if you're doing wholesale or private label, you can go to your suppliers and um, and try to work out terms with them. I mean, most private label, most people are paying 30% up front and 70% on delivery. Um, so I mean, you could try to get 10% up front, 90% on delivery, or 30% up front and 70% 30 days after delivery. Any way you can extend that that cash flow um, is is going to do wonders for your business. Uh, all are they companies, receptive you know, to it right now? Um, so I have a one of my I've only really spoken with uh, my Chinese factories, and one of them. One of them was not very doesn't seem very receptive, and the other one is uh, is is pretty sure we can we can work something out. Okay. Um, so I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be hit or miss. It, it probably depends on how your negotiation skills. To be honest, if they you know you have to paint a picture to where they're gonna they're gonna win out of it too, to where right. um, you know you you getting those terms is going to allow you to purchase more inventory, turn the inventory faster, um, and and you know. In turn, place more orders. So, you're gonna. Um, it has to be win-win for them. But everyone's economy is. I think the whole. You know, most of the globe's economy is hurting right now. So, um, any way that they can help you without putting themselves out of business, I think they're. You know, a, a lot of factories and suppliers are going to be willing to do that. And that's a relationship, right? That's the. This sure. isn't your first time dealing with them. You sure, follow through you on what you did before, right? With them, right, right, right. You, yes, yeah. These are factories. You know, I've been working with at least, uh, at least like nine months. Um, one of them over two years. So it's, you know, these are relationships have to be built, right? You can't just, you know, hit up a random supplier and and uh, try to work out terms. But if if you, the relationship is there and and you have that good good history, then. Um, I think uh, now more than ever, suppliers are going to be more receptive to it. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to work out, but like I said, I think now more than ever, uh, a lot of a lot of businesses are hurting. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, I've been getting hit up from uh, Chinese reps that for pro- I ordered samples over a year ago, and I'm getting yeah. messages from from Chinese suppliers that are trying to sell me products, and I, you know, never did anything except for ordered a sample or asked asked about samples. So you know that they're they're really hurting. They really need orders right now. Well, even uh, wholesale, um, the wholesale customers are calling, and and even UPS. UPS called me last week. They're like, Steve, just checking in. How's everything going? How's this and that? Now we switched from uh, UPS to FedEx, and it was big. I mean, it's huge savings. And right. he's like, Well, are you using anybody else? I'm like, Yeah, we use 99% FedEx. You guys weren't. Uh, uh, profitable or compatible. And he wow, we could revisit that. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, here we go, right? But it's funny, all of a sudden, 
out of necessity, they're starting to contact you. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it was it was just I, I never got a call from them ever, and it was just another example. But at the wholesale people okay. are doing the same thing. They're actually calling yep. and saying, "Hey, you know, we have some we have some space on our production line. Can you handle some?" The answer is yes, <laughs> for sure. We can handle some. We're one of those few businesses in Pennsylvania that are open, right? I mean, we're a warehouse, right. as you know, and and we're open and open every single day, and uh, really hasn't stopped. Nothing's really stopped. I mean, we're still getting. Um, deliveries every day. We're still getting pickups every day. The trucks on FedEx for sure are much emptier. I mean, it, much emptier all of a sudden um, in our town. I don't know, but if you're seeing that out by you, I had I had a pretty big UPS. I had like 65 boxes for UPS yesterday, and the guy said that they've been nonstop. So I, I don't know. Oh, interesting. The area or what? Yeah, he was he was saying they're insanely busy. So. He said he was on his third truck of the day. So, well, and if they're if yeah. they're delivering Amazon goods, which UPS does, and FedEx doesn't, right? Remember that breakup, right? Not yep. long ago. Yep. That would make sense, right? Because they're inundated. I mean, um, Amazon. We have stuff still that was supposed to be delivered a week and a half ago uh, from Amazon, and they keep extending the dates. And it was in the health and beauty category. Um, I need beauty pills. Um, it was vitamins, and they still haven't been delivered uh, a week and a half later. So they're just. They're just struggling. I mean, it's just impossible for them. So that makes sense about um, UPS. Interesting. All right. So one of the things I asked Sean to do was to put together maybe some action steps or advice from somebody who's been there, who had been through a pretty big challenge. I think you're right. That that was a good example, that that, that big product you had where you bet a lot on it and it you got through it. But it took it did take teamwork. Uh, we were fortunate enough to partner with you on that. And, man, we worked our butts off, didn't we? I mean, we together. <laughs> I mean, we, you, you guys did, yeah, you guys did a lot of, most of the, most of well, all the heavy lifting, but it was still, <laughs> but it was a coordinated effort. And again, I don't unappreciate, uh, I appreciate, you know, you and working with us and understanding we weren't perfect and vice versa. You know, I, I know it's mutual. So that's the way it's supposed to work. That's the reality of what, if you have a warehouse that you work with, A, pay them right on time. Sean pays me early, always. Um, B, um, be willing to bend because I have needs too and you have needs, right? How about what's the advice you give to people or, I mean, because I'm assuming you get these questions like, man, you got it all figured out, Sean, right? Do you have it all figured out? No way. No <laughs> way. And, and, you know, I, I don't think anyone has it all figured out, to yeah. be honest. I think I think even the most successful people, a lot of times, uh, maybe not all of them, but a lot of, a lot of them will tell you they're, they're learning every day and and you know it looks like they have it all figured out from the outside, but inside they're you know they're questioning themselves and and struggling too. So I, th- I think it's everybody, uh, or ninety five percent of people. No, I think that's normal. I mean, how many yeah. of our big our seller friends, the big seller friends that we have, are having money trouble right now? All of them, right? I mean, because it's cash flow. I mean, this is a cash flow business, and guess what? Most, unless you're in a certain categories, most people's cash flows have been affected, one way or the other. And or even if they're having gangbusters like you said, they can't get stock now. So right, they, or they yeah. have, or their their suppliers in China might just be getting back to work. And you know, there's everyone has issues. Um, and I think it you know it just depends on what you know, like in our business, what what category you're in, what product mix you have. 
Um, but everyone is going through some type of issue right now, for sure. But it's going to be it, so far. There are two things that I, I really I'm taking away from this conversation. Um, one, I love the the work on terms with your current suppliers. You know, see what else you can do to make it work. So you can, like you said, but you make it win win, right? It's because if they have to stay in business for you to have a long term relationship, that makes perfect sense. And the other thing I'm, I'm going back to, and I just love it, the product mix and the fulfillment mix. I think that's two. Th- in our pre call, we were talking about eBay is screaming for us screaming for us every day, right? We just can't keep up because guess what? You could buy it on eBay and it ships the same day where if you buy it on Amazon, they're talking a month out. So it's a product mix and fulfillment mix. I think that's so smart to have that. All right. Give me some more things that you think somebody can do to help get through these challenging times. Um, So one thing I think right now uh, that people can do, especially, and and this is if if all your stuff is in FBA, this isn't really going to be possible um, unless you're sending in new stock. But, um, for me, like people are so emotional right now with, with what's going on. Um, one thing that I'm doing, I have I have a designer making the card up right now, um, and I'm gonna have it printed, and I'm gonna put it in all my uh, merchant fulfilled shipments, and it's just gonna say thank you so much for supporting our business during this tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate you being part of the family. It's something like that to just establish a little bit of an emotional connection with them. Let them know we appreciate them doing business with us, and um, just leave leave an email. Tell them to reach out, and and hopefully from there we'll be able to establish, uh, you know, a nice customer base and and really help people. You know what I mean? Um, I think just that little that little card will um, will definitely put a smile on people's faces and bring people back to our business. You know? Would you um, would you put a picture of you and Ashley on it, on that card? Like, oh, that's interesting. I, uh, I honestly didn't even consider that. Um, but cause I think about my that. girls, like we just sent them a packet. This is relevant because you're one of your categories is toys. We just sent my girls, uh, my granddaughters, a big box of stuff from my warehouse. I mean, one of the great things about having a giant warehouse full of toys, I could send them stuff every day. Right. They were <laughs> so excited when they opened it. And my wife asked, did you put a note in it? I'm like, I'm a guy. There's no chance I put a note in it. Are you kidding me? But, Imagine having that picture from us with a big smile saying something like, hey, girls, we love you. We hope you love this. So in, in basically, what, like that's the connection, right? That was the piece that was meant. Now, we were able to Skype with them watching them open it, which was kind of cool. But what you're describing makes you guys human to other humans. I love it. I just think that's sure. so powerful, Sean. Sure, and it, and it gives you that uh, – I mean, it could give you a lifelong customer, but it, just that, that emotional connection – um, can really make someone's day at a time like this. Well, and, and let's take it a step further. You're sitting here trying to do variations of that particular product line. Dude, now you look really smart. I'm just letting you know you look really smart with this <laughs> because you're building a customer base at a time and then you're going to bring out variations and you have, hey, customers, I have something that maybe you offer. Um, yes, to offer yes. So it's, oh, yeah, dude. so I'm definitely, you know, I'm I getting something it. out of it. It's not totally, you know, of course, I, I, I do like to make people's day. I like to make people happy. So that is part of it, of course. But but um, how hard yeah, is that to do? Uh, well, it's going to cost, I don't know, what is it going to cost, 10 cents a piece? And then um, I will have to pay you to cut the box and insert it in there. But, you know, what's it going to cost? Not not much. Uh, $800 a unit. That's I just <laughs> thought of that price. I mean, is that too much? <laughs> this is how they uh, negotiate. We'll, we'll, Let's start a little yeah, high. We'll, we'll, we'll negotiate after after the interviews. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I, again, though, I just think, again, you're thinking outside the box. Get it? Uh, but it's it's serious. You're putting, matter of fact, you can even put a sticker on it um, on the outside. 
Um, it's just yeah, a that's a good too. point. It might, yeah, it might cost you a little bit more in, in production, but it's way less labor, so it's probably yeah, probably even easier. Yeah, uh, it, or maybe with a um, with a QR code for. I don't want to. I don't want to give ideas about your product, but let's just say you were doing um, Legos and you were. Uh, you had a Harry Potter house, and then all of a sudden you were like, ooh, you could take this Harry Potter house and make it into a bridge, for example. Bad example, but you get where I'm going with it. You could say, hey, uh, for more uh, Lego designs, uh, scan this code and come to our website, and you can have free downloads there. I mean, so you can get really clever um pretty smart I, I just think that that's really smart sure Make a and if you got stuff in F, and if you got stuff in fba you obviously that's not possible so you could put uh change one of your bullet points uh, oh. to thank yeah, you for supporting yeah, yeah. us during during the covid19 uh pandemic or one of your pictures you know um you could also change one of your pictures to um if it's something that a family can use during this time put your second image as you know oh, coronavirus related and and you know put uh, you know, just use an infographic type of an image or an image with some wor- wording around it that will, um, you know, just make that emotional connection with how people are feeling right now. Yeah. Um, how many people are homeschooling, right? If you were in the homeschool, if you were sold anything that was related to education, exactly. everybody's homeschooling. So right now exactly. by changing, oh, Sean, yeah. I, you know, that's why you're so good at this. All right. Anything else that you can offer? Um, so um, another Thing, again, it's more it's more going to be wholesale and private label. Um, but with with your sponsored ads, definitely me. I noticed a huge um, the spend was the spend was up a little bit, but it was uh, the the conversion rate was way down. So um, because of the the month out delivery time, so make sure you're keeping an eye on on your sponsored ads um, because that can really get out of hand quickly. Or so you're um, pulling back on that. I was just talking to somebody else this morning, and they said basically they stopped. He said, they said it wasn't so going to get fulfilled. It, I, exactly. I turned it off on a couple of my products, but a couple of them I just scaled back. And I'm just keeping a close eye because, um, you know, with with the delivery dates being so far out, I think a lot of customers are going to be clicking on products and then they see it's not delivered for a month. So they're going to be, you know, they're going to back right out of it. And that's just going to cost you money um, very quickly. So that's especially at times right now when sales are down, if ad costs are rising and you're, you know, you're, um, losing money on those sales, it's it, you know it's kind of not a good plan. And uh, yeah, exactly. So and, and plus, you want to save that money for when it restarts. You're in position to take advantage of it. Sure, sure. Um, if if you have a nice budget now, probably is a good time to try to rank for certain keywords um, on products because because of this issue. Um, but I think uh, that that's a difficult that's a difficult issue. Well, let me ask you this though, because I, I think you said something earlier. I did make this note too. This was another piece of advice you gave: was uh, don't send all your inventory to FBA. Hold some back, right? So whatever percentage that is, and you got to work out whatever percentage that would be. And and in today's day and age, if you use a drip inventory method where you're not sending everything in anyway, it's easy to hold some back, right? To keep some safety stock in the old accounting terms we used to use, right? Um, exactly. Can you then take those ads and and really benefit uh, fulfilled by merchant then? In that same example, so let's say we're selling Steve's water bottle, that beautiful water bottle that is dented, and I love this thing. I don't want to ever give it up. But that water bottle was FBA, and the, the delivery time on that water bottle, category wise, would be you know a month from now. But could I then somehow direct to my fulfilled by merchant? Ads? Sure. If you just yeah, sure. Um, so three day window. Ads, 
Yeah, so if the ad's running, as long as your merchant-fulfilled listing is in the buy box, uh, so as long as your price is like low enough or your FBA price is high enough. Well, that's um, a, that was the question. Can you raise your FBA price and yeah, then so what lower your FBA merchant? What, what I would probably do is uh, just close out the FBA listing. Put it on close hold. It without, right. Exactly, close it without – not don't delete it. Just close it, and that will just <clears throat> make it not available, but your merchant-fulfilled listing will still be available, and you can just run ads to the, that ASIN and uh, your merchant, you know, you won't have the prime badge, obviously, um, but at least you will be, uh, at least you will be in the buy box and it'll say, you know, it ships in two to three days or whatever your shipping time is. Um, so it's, you know, I don't know if the conversion rate is going to be as good as if, it, you know, on a normal day when it's prime, prime ready and available in one to two days, all that good stuff, but it's definitely going to be better than a customer, you know, yeah, a month I don't out. think people you know, are going to care. Nobody wants to buy anything. Yeah, right. At this time, they're, when they're looking at if they have two two products um, that they're comparing between, and one of them is a month out yeah, delivery time from a month out, and it's coming from Amazon, or one is coming from Steve's warehouse, and it's going to be here in five days. I'm going to pick Steve's warehouse. You know, yeah. so I, I think most customers are going to are going to be uh, they're, they'll step out of that that prime comfort zone. So there's a pro tip a there. Everybody caught that again. So as he, as Sean's advice is, you put it on hold. First off, you have the second. Uh, you put up a fulfilled by merchant um, list uh, on that listing on that ASIN. You put up that second uh, selling option. You're allowed to have uh, two options there: one fulfilled and one for FBA. You're allowed that. Um, but do that first, um, so nothing goes down. And then, as you say, close out that other listing, and then you can change your wording on that listing to say, right? And is that, that done in the keyword search too, correct? Or the bullet points, you could put in there, you know, something ships fast or something like that, correct? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if you'd be changing your listing. It would just be that, you know, when, when the customer clicked on the listing, they would see that okay. it, it ships. In so maybe it's an infographic. You could change right. an image to say, hey, ships two days or something like that. You could do that, correct? You could do that, yeah. You definitely, Not on a main image, could. but on another image. Yeah, okay. you, you definitely could do that, yeah. Okay. All right, interesting. Ooh, I love it. I didn't even think of that. See, again, that's why I talk to smart people. All right, any other uh, advice to close out? Um, not really. The only other thing I would say is uh, um, with all the, all the noise going on, all the negativity in the world, take 10 or 20 minutes, 15 minutes a day, and, and just watch something that's going to put you in a good mood, whether it's, uh, uplifting or motivational or uh, whether it's sports highlights, whatever it is, mm-hmm. something that's going to change your mood and get you out of the, uh, out of all the negativity. Cause I know me, I've been, I've never looked at Facebook so much. Um, and, and the news, I don't even watch the news, but right now, um, you're glued I'm trying to, to watch. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. Me neither. I, I, I can't lot, either. A lot of people are. So, um, I, to get out of that, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm actually trying to do it once in the morning and once at night. Watch a couple of videos um, or even just listen to music, something to, to break the negativity and, and put me in a positive mood. Um, and just uh, be positive about Amazon in the future. I mean, right now it's it, a lot of people are, are grim and it, it doesn't look good, but um, this isn't going to last forever. Like I said, it, it's this, we'll, be, we'll get past this, and um, I think Amazon's just going to, People are going to realize that they need Amazon more than ever. More than this, ever. You know? yeah. yeah. So uh, I think take this. Um, you can weather the storm. Do it. And, uh, and, and you know, there's only positive things ahead. So Love I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. The other, my Steve's advice is to get a sauna. 
one of my best investments ever. I'm telling you, I look like a genius. If it would have killed the virus, then I'd look like a, a you know a Mensa member. Um, it doesn't doesn't have any effect. But man, it just is a great place to relax and uh, listen to podcast or do or read a book. Um, and believe it or not, but it's just it's one of those things you got. It's a respite. You got to get away. Remember, Chris Dupuis used to say, "Go to your vista. Go to a vista. Get to some place where you can." get away um, and, and break free from it all. So I think it's really solid advice. Dude, I love you. Uh, love what you're doing. Um, I'm very, very excited. Uh, your voice of reason, even though you're half my age. Um, and it's just so cool to see what you're doing because it's so inspiring. I mean, it really, we talk about it all the time here in the warehouse. It's just so inspiring. Um, and you're like the best customer ever. So we appreciate you. I uh, really mean it. So wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Love you too, man. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. How could you not be inspired? I mean, just, you know, um, Sean, will, he's very humble, and he'll be saying, hey, I'm not the smartest guy or whatever. Um, afterwards, we talked about it. You know, he, stuff kind of fell into place for him. You know, and my comment to him is this doesn't just fall into place. You set this stuff up by making the right decision again and again and again. So if you made the wrong decision before, Steve's made many wrong decisions. Now I start making right decisions and you start to build habits from that. You start to build a pattern there. And so I just think Sean's a great example of somebody who's done that. Um, and I'm going to bring a bunch more of these kind of interviews on because there's just so many really good things to, to look forward to because this is going to turn. And then all of a sudden, we're all going to be sitting here saying, do you remember when? Do you remember when? And we're on the other side of it now. So I wish you nothing but success. But reach out to me if I can help you in any way. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at EcommerceMomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.